Hey, Lee, welcome to today's podcast episode. Listen, wherever you are right now, I need you to be real honest about if you are living in a place of thriving or if you are living in a place of surviving. Like, that's number one. That was one of the biggest questions that I asked myself this year because I was really realizing that even though I was thriving, I was still making decisions out of survival mode. And I really had to sit back and be like, you said you want to change your life. You changed your life. Now you got to keep it changed. And it forced me to really just like get on a new path. When you start to change your mind, everything is going to change for you. When I tell you the things I accept in my world are totally different than I used to accept before, like my self-esteem is higher. My confidence is higher. The things that I allow are just different. Before, I used to not want to rock the boat or cause issues. And now I stand up for myself. I speak up for myself. And it's one of those things to where you realize that sometimes speaking up for yourself means disappointing other people or walking away from things that don't serve you. But if you don't, you are constantly selling out to your integrity really want you to think about that because there's this big life that's designed for you. But if you don't know how to really set the tone for your life and live in alignment, you're going to constantly abandon your morals, your values, and overall your integrity. So if you listened to the last podcast episode, we ended on a topic that I want to continue in today. It was really talking about walking away from seasons that are no longer meant for you, taking the lessons of those seasons and walking into your new season, understanding you are equipped and prepared. And as I was watching TikTok, like I absolutely love my TikTok now because I've gotten my algorithm down so good to where it's all intellectual, educational, like it's things that make me think on a higher level, a lot of business content, a lot of um, history content. And once I made that change, I don't see like a bunch of crazy stuff. So like, I don't watch the news, right? Like if I get the news, I get it from an intellectual standpoint through a TikToker, right? And it helps me to really gather my own comprehension of a situation instead of just relying on what the news presents. And I want you to really like look at your life and figure out like, is your life curated to where you're protecting your gates? For me, my algorithm has to be curated because there's certain things I don't need to be hearing. There are certain things I don't need to be seeing, right? And if you are constantly getting online and you're noticing that you're not feeling good, that's right there that you need to make some changes, all right? So... I saw a TikTok video from a therapist. His name is Logan Cohen. Um, he doesn't know me. I don't know him. But his page is at Healing Humanity 777. He did a video about the five signs you are leaving survival mode. And I want to talk about those five signs with you. But I also want to add like a little judge to it because there's some cultural nuance here. I did not grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth. For some of you, you probably... Um, well, you actually do have your own experiences. And so I want to present it in a way of how I comprehended it. 
And I think this will be like a really good um, spark of conversation. I definitely want to continue it with you. So like definitely come over to Instagram, send me a DM. Let me know what value you got from this episode because this right here is the piece that a lot of people don't even get to see because they don't set their algorithm or the things that they see in their life to success. And so they are constantly trying to climb, 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 but they don't fully leave survival mode because they are still sitting there and accepting what's in their current environment. So here we go. Number one, what's culturally normal is just not normal to you anymore. I grew up with this idea that if you want to be successful and have a lot of money, you have to do it by either going to be a dancer, going to the military, or going to work a government job. So you work for the VA, you work for the post office, things like that. I had this belief that that was the only way you could be successful, make money, and have a big house and have a car and stuff like that. What I realized was that that mindset was a survival mode mindset. Like it is totally rooted in survival because you're doing everything to get that job. But like even now today, those jobs are not necessarily any different from other jobs of today, right? And once I realized that that was no longer normal, I committed myself to always going against the grain. Now, there are some times where you do want to pay attention to your surroundings and kind of follow the crowd when it comes to like, for example, if there's um, a dangerous situation and everybody is running one way that's away from the danger, you do want to run away from the danger, right? But in a lot of situations that require intellectual thinking, um, many people actually run into the fire because they're simply just running without thought. And understanding that, I knew that, yes, I wanted a result of success, but I didn't want to go through the struggles that people made it seem like I had to go through in order to get it. So as soon as I found an opportunity that could take me overseas, I took it. And there were so many people that were like, oh, you can't move overseas. You don't know the language. Like, what are you going to do? Um, You're going to be far away from your family. You're not going to have any friends. And despite all of the reasons that people were trying to come up with that I couldn't, I stayed focused on the reasons why I could. And I didn't focus on the what ifs. I focused on if I don't, then I'll be regretting what, right? So when you understand what's culturally normal, understand that the life that's for you may be more than likely against what is quote unquote normal. Number two is you are motivated to create versus chasing achievements. This is so big because when you're a person that's like always doing things to the T, right? You're a grade A student in school. You are, you know, when it comes to college, you're doing everything. You're in all the clubs. People know they can come to you for things. You just seem to know everything. Um, Or if you don't know everything, you figure it out really fast. And it can cause you to chase achievements because you naturally get pushed into you know, the award arena, right? If you're at work and it's like you get employee of the month and, you know, you become the professional of the year. And so you really start moving into those arenas where you're chasing achievements. 
And that can give you like a short sense of validation and it can make you feel recognized. But when you're actually leaving survival mode, you realize that you just want to simply create without the whole trophy and validation part to it. Like you simply want to just do your own thing and you don't want to do something or do, you know, a pony show just to try to get a trophy. Like you actually want to do something meaningful and you want to do something that is passion related, like from the heart, right? Now, of course, you got to figure out how to monetize that, but you really want to do something from your heart versus just simply that intellectual chase and achievement part. Number three is you enjoy being alone. You enjoy isolation. I used to hate being alone. I used to be afraid to be alone. I used to be afraid to go to dinner by myself or to even walk in the store by myself. I used to have this social anxiety that people were looking at me or, you know, feel paranoia. Literally, I couldn't even go into stores to shop because the whole time I'm not even thinking about what I need to do. My mind is processing what every person I pass might be thinking of me, even though every other person is focusing on what they need to do. I would literally avoid going into certain aisles and I would go into the empty aisle and then I'd come around into the aisle when it's empty because I just had so much overthinking in my mind and ruminating that wasn't even true. And I've realized that once I started fully making a commitment to leave survival mode, I realized that I was alone, but I learned to embrace that. So I wasn't lonely. I was just alone until I connected to my tribe that is intellectual, that understands that it's also on their journey, right? And so when you are leaving survival mode, that isolation, while at first it feels like a very painful um, season, it becomes your best season and you become your best friend. Number four is no small talk. Like I can't do it. And a big thing I want to expand on that is I am not a person who can, how can I word it? Like I'm not a person who can follow an agenda that I know is not for the betterment or the efficiency for other people. What I mean by that is I would never push a concept or an idea that is solely against a person in a negative way. What I will do though is if I realize that it's something that's harmful, I'm not going to go along to get along. So when I had to close my school, it was like one of those things where psychologically and emotionally I was having a battle because I felt like I want the school. I took so many years to actually, you know, pull the trigger and open the school. And I put a lot of investment behind it. And there were so many things that were going wrong that were telling me this is not it. But I realized that when I was trying to explain the vision and explain the things that were required for success, I realized that people were not respecting me the way that they believed that they were being respectful. So for me, I felt as if, okay, I clearly know what I'm doing. I have a business that has been here for many years and 
I've helped a lot of people win. And so if you're coming in here, your job is just to really focus and study. Like you don't have time to be worrying about anything else except studying. You, your face, your pen, and them books need to be best friends because it's a constant thing of studying so that you can be able to comprehend the bigger picture as a whole. But I realized that so many people were like, oh, you know, pay this much. There needs to be this. It needs to look like college or it needs to look like how my experience was in college. And if it doesn't fit into this, you know, idea that I have in my head, even though I didn't open the business or I wasn't the one that put this thing together, then it's wrong totally. And so I understood that for me, I can't do that small talk. And I'm not just talking about like somebody trying to start like a little conversation. I'm talking about small-minded talk. I can't do small-minded talk. If you are a person who has built a business, the business is clearly doing something right, I'm not going to walk in and come in and fix my face to say, oh, if it's really this high standard or this amazing, I don't think so. I don't see it. Like I could never fix myself to that because I'm thinking to myself like, wait a minute, this person knows something I don't know, right? Maybe there's a way I can bring this to them respectfully, but I wouldn't downgrade it. I would say, hey, I'm noticing this. Can you kind of, you know, do you mind sharing X, Y, Z? Because it might've been an oversight, right? But when you are a person with a small mind, you're going to come in and the thing that was sent to bless you, you're going to destroy it. And so when you're actually leaving survival mode, you start to realize just how many small minds that you've been placing yourself around. And you you got to be so sure of yourself that you can separate from that, even if it means a clear cut line of distinction and move far away from that, because it is harder to push a car when everybody is in the car and you're the only one pushing it. If these people are not getting out the car to help you push or getting out the car to spot or getting out the car to turn the blinkers on or getting out the car to help, if if people just want to ride and they don't want to help you or they want to sit there and make things worse, like they want to get out the car and slash the tires so that you have less momentum, get far away from those people because when you actually cut that off clearly and move, you're going to get around big expansive minds and those people are going to help you to be able to like throw some hydraulics on there, right? They're going to show you how to make it more efficient and more better and it's going to take your life faster, all right? Number five is you realize that you've been a people pleaser and you realize that you're really not sure of who you are outside of the roles that other people have placed on you. This one is so huge because when I really got into my, I guess you could say villain era, where it was just like, hey, we got clear cut boundaries. At first, I was trembling. Like when I was having to say no, I was trembling because it was hard for me to say no because in my mind I was like, well, these people don't mean me no harm. They can't. Like they wouldn't do this to me or well, maybe they're unsure of what they're doing. So I'm just going to assume that, you know, they're unsure and I'm just going to keep, you know, I'm just, they're not going to do that again. And every single time that I lower my standards or that I allowed people to disrespect me, every single time I had to lower my standards and 
swallow my pride the next time and the next time and the next time because they didn't see me as respectable. And so once I realized that, and I actually did have to be like, uh-uh, no, absolutely not. I put too much investment here. I put too much of my, my name behind this. I put too much of my energy behind this with anything, okay? It could even be like, ladies, if you were a man or fellas, you were a female and y'all are going, or a woman, fellas, you were a woman and you go outside and that person is not up to par and you're just like, absolutely not. Why are you wearing sweats and we're going to a black tie? Absolutely not. When you have to like actually talk and put your boundaries up and you have to actually set the tone and say, we're not showing up like this. Some people may not like that, right? But when you go along to get along and you're the people pleaser, you don't understand that it's not just one person looking a fool, it's two people. Right. So you're walking out here, you're trying to be in excellence, you're trying to do the best you can do, but yet you're allowing everyone around you to hold on to their mediocrity or you're allowing everyone around you to do what they want to do. And you're just going along, following them. People don't just see you being excellent and them not. They see everybody looks like a circus and it's the Ringling Brothers traveling circus. Right. And so you really got to be like, hey, listen, I have a standard for myself. I really want to move in excellence. I really want to grow my life. I will hope that you want to grow yours too. Let's get on the same page and let's run together. Some people are not trying to do that. And you may have to be like, hey, well, I'm going to put this line of separation right here um, because I know who I am now or I'm figuring out who I want to be and how I want to show up. And I just want to show up better. The people that get upset that you're setting that boundary, they benefited from your brokenness. They benefited from you people pleasing. They benefited from you not saying anything, right? And so in that moment, you got to double down on the standard. You can't just say the boundary, then they get upset. And now you're like, oh, no, I don't want to make you upset. Please don't leave me a bad review. Please don't get upset. Please don't tell people like that I set this boundary. It's okay. It's okay. Let's do what you want to do. No, double down on the boundary. If they want to go out and do a smear campaign or they want to go out and tell your family and your friends that you're this horrible person, the ones who truly know who you are or who have seen you in your brokenness will be like, yes, she stood up for herself. I know there's a reason that she is moving the way she's moving. I know her. Her character shows that she is a solid individual and she's always trying to work on herself or he's always trying to work on himself. So I know that whatever decision they had to make was purely made into elevation and it was absolutely not meant to be anything negative to you, right? This person is not trying to hurt you. The people who you've people pleased to, they may take it personal, right? And they'll assume the worst. But when you know better, you gotta do better. All right. So those are the five things. Those were the five signs you are leaving survival mode to do a recap. Number one is what's culturally normal is no longer normal to you. Number two is you are motivated to create versus chasing achievements. Number three is you begin to enjoy isolation. Number four is you can't do small talk or small minded talk. And number five is you realize that you are a people pleaser and you are now beginning to figure out who you are. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. For those of you that are sharing and letting all your 
friends, family, and followers know about this podcast. Thank you so, so much. I absolutely love it. Okay. Make sure you tag me on Instagram at I am Nina Hayes. Okay. And if you want to take it a step further, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify. Let me know what types of gems this podcast has given you, what type of feelings this podcast has given you. We definitely want to continue to grow. And by you leaving a review, this lets people around the world know that, yes, this resonates. Y'all should tap into. All right. So listen, I will see you all in the next podcast episode.